previously on the Dave and Steve show. New pumpers, uh, try not to overload your bar. Now let's really amp things up and bring the energy and find out where Tracy rode his bike to. Go ahead, Tracy. And I just basically, what I had done is I had pretended like I had peed on Dave and then in, in effect did that while you, he was yeah, on the Yeah, you phone. peed on me while I was also, on the phone. this was at a stage of his life where I had never seen him wear pants. So we, you know, met in the living room and worked it out on each other. Let's talk through this, okay? So we, we send a bunch of sperm to the moon, okay? There's, there's now a bunch of milk jugs of sperm up on the moon. Great. Uh, na- na- name, a, na- name, a, name a butt rock classic. I'll, I'll tell you the first verse. I want to do exactly what I want to do on any given day when I want to do it. That's in just where. Where, when, how. That's what I want. If I want to get up and go to work, I want to go to work. If I want to stay home and do that, that's what I want to do. That's ultimately what I want to do is just do what I want to do. My family would love it if I worked 70 hours a week away from home. Power pump feels better than body pump. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to disagree with you on that one, Tracy. <laughs> I just threw that out there, but as soon as it left my lips, I was like, yep, this is dumb. I'm just going to go with it. Show number 48 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away, is Steve. What's it going to be tonight, people? And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. Now that the weather is beginning to get better, I think the shows are going to start to get goofier. I think so, too. We are off and running on show number 48 of the Dave and Steve Show. Normally, I lead things off with, uh, I've got some type of topic Tonight, I have several topics. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to throw a curveball to you guys. I'm going to start with both of you as far as did you do anything interesting last week? Tracy, let's start with you. You do anything last week? Baseball season has started for kids, and they're actually going to try to have a season and stuff. So I uh, have spent a lot of time outside uh, with uh, my two younger kids while they are, uh, you know, learning the craft of baseball. So it's a it's it's just nice to because it feels normal. It's still the weather's been okay. It's still really cold, uh, but to hear baseball things, that feels good. I like it. It That's does all feel I good. Yeah, uh, the lacrosse season for us has started up as well. It's the only. My daughter doesn't have anything going on right now, but my son has lacrosse, and it's the same thing. It's just nice to be. It's weird to be out in a big open field with masks on but we do what we got to do to have any kind of sports in this time and so it's it's nice it's just nice to be back outside watching kids do physical activity be kids that type of stuff it's it is it's encouraging steve what about you you do anything last week no as a matter of fact i did i canceled my tv provider because we don't watch a lot of tv um we i mean we stream a lot of tv okay um, we we do the streaming with the Netflix and, um, you know, Amazon Prime and Hulu's a big one. So we decided we don't really need the, you know, extra $120 cost yep. that it is to do to do all that stuff. We get lightning fast internet and we love it. Um, so we, we got rid of it. Um, and then 
tonight, we decide we're going to watch um, one of our favorite new shows, Resident Alien, where we, we love it. It's really good. Um, and we go to, I, I go to fire it up and it is not available because we do not have a cable provider. So I immediately am diving into my, I'm like, how do I pay for this? So that and you can't, you, they don't offer, NBC does not offer a way for you to pay for current, um, current content. What they do is they will give you, they give you three credits, which, mean, which means you can choose to use those credits, but you have to sign in as use your like email, give them all your information. And now you have another account you get to keep track of. And they give you three credits like for life, like not three credits a week or a month or anything like that. It's like right. you get to choose right. three things that you watch on NBC, a freaking over the air service that the FCC takes care of. It's it's over the air free. So if I wanted, I could, you know, watch it, but it's a sci-fi show. So well, this is what this, this was going to be. I was going to say I have two questions. The first question was going to be, why are you dealing with NBC if it's a sci-fi show? Well, so it's this, it's the same parent company. Um, and it's basically the same app. Got it. Um, so NBC has, you know, more control over whatever content. So I get three shots at this. We used one tonight on last night's episode. I, I hope there's only two episodes left. Um, so and, now, so now let me jump in with one more thing. So, yeah, because we did this, we did the same thing. We, they call it cutting the cord everybody calls it that now i hate that term but we call it we cut the cord so we we got rid of cable a while ago as well and we tried all the different all the different options out there as far as um sling tv and all the different things the, all the ones that are available it's a little more pricey but it's still less than what you're paying for cable youtube tv gives you live mm -hmm. tv and it, this is not a paid sponsorship or anything like that is what we use and it works well <laughs> but it ought to be, yeah. youtube tv gives you live tv so you can still watch all if you happen to want to watch a baseball game or a live sporting event whatever it is that's there but then it's also got sci-fi and all that and it comes with dvr cloud dvr the whole thing for under 70 bucks you get all the channels you're still paying less than what you were paying before and you can watch resident alien and that's that's great um, but now I'm paying, you know, 70 bucks for one show <laughs> and that's just yeah. not, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I'm like, uh, God. So now here's the thing. I can wait a couple of months and it'll show up, but we like it. We don't want it to be spoiled or anything like that. So, you know, I had to figure a way to do something. And he, the thing with the particular company that I'm on, they were a fiber internet company that happened to buy Frontier Cable and all of their TV subscribers. Yep. So this company doesn't really do TV. They just had this legacy TV thing. So if I were to call them back up and say, hey, uh, can you turn my TV back on? They won't do that because they don't want TV subscribers. Right, 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 right. You know? Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, a, a related note and just to put a put an exclamation mark on steve's uh recommendation of resident alien he mentioned it a, a few weeks back it's been several weeks now ago on the show and it was one of those like uh sci-fi show i'm not really a sci-fi person all right i'll give it a shot i love that show i absolutely love that show and i will tell you for those of you who've seen it great for those of you who haven't you absolutely should go out of your way to check out at least an episode that 
the the kid actor who plays the little boy on that show is one of the best child actors I have ever seen. He is so fantastic <laughs> on that show. Is he better than uh, Webster? Slightly, just slightly, okay. but really, I know, I know, that's high praise, but no, he's fantastic though. It, the whole cast is fantastic. I like that. The other thing that I like about that show, and I don't know if this was intentional, if this was due to budgets, I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend for a moment that I know. They, the, the people that they cast to play the roles on that show truly feel like small town people. And what I mean is they didn't go out of their way to cast these incredibly beautiful, handsome people to play these roles. They feel like very much small town people that you would but see. The, the other thing on that, though, that Hollywood quite often does is that small town people get to be super dumb and simple, too. Right. And these aren't they're, they're Yeah, they're that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so they they can't like dial it in because they don't actually know any small town people. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a it's, it's it, it, it. Listen, it's a fantastic, awesome, amazing show. And again, take Steve's word for it. Take my word for it. it. It whatever. Just go watch an episode, and you'll you'll get a sense for what it is right away. And it's it's great. I so, don't know what I am gonna enjoy more. I enjoy the both of you enjoying it. <laughs> um, so I'm getting a great kick out of it. And then I've seen this sort of bromance just sort of develop around this show, which gives me something to watch. This is like um, Footloose all I, over but again. But I may, I may go, I may go watch it. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Steve's rubbing his nipples. Yeah. So um, one of the things that occurred to me about this show is uh, there's there's been a there's been an awful lot of talk and and rightly so there's a lot of good talk about um, inclusion of people that are um uh that, that need are, to be included yes just say that yes and there, there's a lot of there's a lot of talk in society about that that of, of people that have just been excluded people that um you know are um uh diverse in you know in neurally diverse right um and what, what is what is happening right now i'm about to get there okay I'm about to get there. all right um what occurred to me about this show is that he clearly is different, right? He clearly is like if 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 somebody showed up at your work or something and and talked like he talks, acts like he acts, does the things that he does, you would you would be like, okay, that's that's different. They might be neurodiverse. There's there's virtually no real call out of that or talk about that. He's included in everything that happens. So they live in a world where this is like totally normal and it's, um, and it's a good, it's a good place to be. It's a good piece of society right? because he, and, and I, and I'm like, wow, this, this is really nice. It's they, they have, um, they have representation from, indigenous people they have people of color and you know, you know this and, reminds and me honestly of do you remember the courtship of eddie's father bam <laughs> this is how i felt because when you were like hey neurodiverse and and uh, inclusive i'm like i've gone back and i'm like let me tell you about my best friend he's a warm-hearted person i, I don't every I don't time that's so good Okay, they have people that look and sound different, and they make me feel different, apparently. But is the show good? <laughs> the show's good. Uh, but whenever the courtship of Eddie's father would come on, um, it would 
the theme song would come on and it'd say, people let me tell you about my best friend. And I'd go, it's his dad. And then I'd click, I'd click it. And I, <laughs> I, and I just, and I would just, I just go to the next show because I didn't want to watch it. But, but they, just, had, they had such a lovely uh, maid, though. Was that Mrs. Livingston? Is that wasn't that the the, the maid? She called Mr. Eddie's father. Yeah, Mr. Eddie's father. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I, I missed that show. I'm gonna go look after the after this show, heading over to Pluto and watching the courtship of Eddie's father marathon. Eight second side note: I've been watching HBO Max's old school. Um, a collection of Sesame Street, just streaming that when I'm doing stuff in the house, and it is, it is like a balm for my brain. That's all I had to say. I could not hate you both more right now. <laughs> hey, guess what I made in the crock pot yesterday, and it turned out awesome. Oh my god! I, I made. A, stop the show. Yeah, I stop made, the show. I made a corned beef that was freaking fantastic, and I'll give you all the recipe. But here, go ahead, Dave. It's all you. So I got I got a few things to talk through here, uh, and I've I've actually I've got so much tonight that I had to write everything down, and I typically don't do that. I kind of go off the cuff, but I've got a few things to go through, and so we don't have to spend a lot of time on each of these topics by any stretch. But if these if these delve into other things, great. If not, I'll move on. Are, are we talking bullet points or manifesto? I, I've got I've got uh, one two three four five bullet points with uh, a few bullet points sub bullet points under each of those if you if you that's really must pa- know that's a pamphlet that's yeah, a that's, pamphlet that's that's in between uh, bullet points and a manifest that's oh, yeah. right in be- right there in the in the in between spot go ahead so so first things first you have no idea the saga I have gone through with this stupid mole that has been terrorizing <laughs> me and my family. We can't sleep at night. We have ser- now. I I thought about taking pictures because I was going out. I at a certain point this week it got so bad. I found myself online looking up gopher hawk, which is the trap I use to try to catch these little suckers. Gopher hawk tips and tricks, as though I was looking for some inner circle of gopher hawk experts that knew how to use these things better than I was using them. Yeah. Because and you, you found you, to, you found you had to go on the dark web for that. I think. <laughs> Because, listen, we've talked about this. The process is very simple. You find a mound of dirt. You uncover the mound, so you dig down to the hole. You find, you look down in the hole, you see which way the tunnel goes. You take a little prod, you stick it down in the, in the ground until you find the tunnel based on the direction you see it leading. You bore a hole down in, you put the trap down in it. All done. Now, I was doing this, and I was doing this on mounds that were by themselves. No other mounds around them or anything like that. I would dig it down, I would find the tunnel, I'd stick the thing down in there. I would come out the next day. The trap was not triggered, but that mound was dug back up again. It was all mounded back up again with dirt on top of it. So you would think the only way that could happen is if it went through the one tunnel leading to the hole and pushed all the dirt back out again. But the trap was not sprung. And this went on for days. Now, let me tell you, I got so frustrated that I ordered a second gopher hawk trap as so that decoy. I could so that I could put two in the ground and start moving those around. And I was going out almost every hour checking these things. My wife was like, "You are obsessed. What is going on?" And then this morning, the trap was triggered. Ooh. I went out, I yanked it out of the ground, and sure enough, there was the little turd. I had caught him, and I can tell, I could tell right away 
It was a very quick and painless death for all of you wondering out there. It did it, by the by the angle of that little sucker's neck. He did not struggle for a moment. There was it was very quick. That's all I will say. But he is he's resting in his hole comfortably because I was told you leave him in there so that moles smell the other moles and they don't come around. So hopefully they will not come into this area. But it worked, and so now now I'm bloodthirsty. I've got a few want, other patches you, in my yard that have gopher holes, gopher mounds, and I'm on them. Like now I'm, I, I have this down. I think I have my technique down, which only means that will be the one and only mole that I catch the entire year. It will be that one, one and done. Which uh, will be sad because he went to all this. Yeah. And so now you're going to, are you going to go to neighbors? You're going to be like seeing them out at the mailbox and be like, so you got any uh, gopher problems? No, but I have started gopherhawktipsandtricks.blogspot.com. If anybody wants to learn tips and tricks from me, you can go on there and get all of my, I, I charge a very, a minimum price. Uh, it's a one-time fee. And then you get, you get access to my entire library of findings based on this. I am, I am on the fence as to whether or not that's real, I, like whether or not you really did that. I, I want to tell you this though, Dave, I have seen this behavior before, uh, in my father with skunks. Right. And you are going to be, oh. you are going to be the, the, it's, it's early enough in the year. You are going to have a tally. You are going to have little marks on the wall yeah. and, 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 and it's going to, it, people are going to hear about it and they're going to come to you and you're going to go out and you are going to be a, you are going to be a mole mercenary. You know what it's going to be? A molesonary. Instead of the ears hanging around the necklace uh, around my neck, I'm going to have just the little pink noses all on yeah. a little string hanging around my neck to show people just how good I am. Maybe I'll do a bracelet. A bracelet yeah, seems like it would a be creepy, more a creepy ass bracelet. Conducive. Yeah. Yeah. Way I forgot better. he chronicled that on the old show, your dad gassing skunks. Yeah. Oh my God. That's yeah. Not only that's, did he gas surreal. skunks, but he set up like intricate, almost Rube Goldberg like contraptions <laughs> to, to make it. Well, see, then the bowling ball rolls down the path and it hits the milk jug and that triggers the gas that pours into the. Yeah. So, uh, OK, so so that was a, that was the first thing I had some success with the mole stuff. And again, I listen, I'm an animal lover, too. So for all you animal lovers out there, I'm sorry. I tried my best to live with these things. I tried to let nature do its thing. They were literally destroying my yard, so I had to do something. I tried to run them off with stinky bombs and all that kind of stuff. It did you were not. You are out there reading poetry to them, too. It, it, it did not work. So this, yeah. I, I'm at my wit's end. I had to go this route, and I'm just glad that it worked in some way. All right, so let me go back to my list of notes here. Now, the next thing I wrote down uh, sounds worse than it is. What I wrote down was wife's screw story. Uh, that's ah. not, that's not. That's not how that's meant to sound, but let's bring the lights right. down low and, and play some play some soft music. So as okay. you know, during the pandemic, I'm working from home. I'm up in my upstairs office, sequestered away from the rest of the house, and typically I have the door closed. But my son was getting ready for lacrosse practice. My wife was taking care of a couple of things. And so I usually I'll open the door up just to sort of spur things along, make thing make sure things are going smoothly. So my wife is trying to, she had reupholstered the cushion on a chair. She was trying to put that back on a dining room chair downstairs. And I knew this because I'd walked down to get a drink, come back up, and she was working on it. So I hear the sound of a drill. And you guys know the sound of a drill when 
you've drilled the the screw in far enough and the drill starts it gets loose in the drill and so it does that as you're like i thought she was not pushing the the screw head far enough into the screw and it was doing that but she you'd hear the screw you'd hear the for a minute and then she'd stop and then you'd hear it again and she'd stop and then i heard what i knew distinctly to be the sound of a screw hitting the hardwood floor and i heard her say oh shoot and then I hear it a little bit more. And it was one of the things I had my door open and I was also trying to work. So I was actually getting a little agitated because this thing was really noisy. And but I knew that they were headed out for lacrosse practice soon. I knew it was short lived. So I let her kind of keep working on it without going and closing my door. So I'm hearing all this very clearly. So this goes on for a little bit and eventually all of it stops. And my son comes in. And he sits down in that same chair, I know this now after the fact, to tie his shoes. And when he sits down to tie his shoes, I hear a couple of screws hit the floor again. And I hear my wife say, what is going on? So then I hear a little bit more drilling and there's a little bit more chaos. Finally, there's a long pause. And I I hear my wife say, well, that explains why it was so difficult. The screwdriver's been in reverse the whole time. (laughs) Oh, and yet she got them in. She got, she got them in multiple times and why they were falling out was because she was literally cramming them up into the bottom of the chair by brute force, but stripping the hole in the process. So there were no threads holding the screw in place and the screws were just falling out again after she would bump the chair, rock the chair, put a different screw in. But to her credit, she put three screws in the bottom of a chair with the power screwdriver in reverse. Yeah, there's there's zero chance I ever mess with anybody who knows how to do that. That that's borderline magic, but it really it it reminds me of any time in a cartoon when a character is falling through the sky and they're on a ladder and they climb up the ladder <laughs> yeah, while it's going yeah. that it's yeah. kind of like that you're, yeah. you're screwing something in in reverse it doesn't but it doesn't work in my head but it but somehow it it it's, she made it work listen i'm going to tell you that's tenacity i mean she that that is nothing else but sheer tenacity to get that up in so it reminded me of one of my, and I'll keep this brief, but one of my favorite stories that my dad used to tell of my wife all the time was we lived in this house in our, our very first house. We actually rented it, but it had a, you know, a, a small but decent sized yard, especially the backyard. The backyard was pretty large. Um, and I was at work one day and I worked at on my dad's farm. So my wife had come to the farm. She had borrowed my dad's weed eater to take it to the house to do some yard work while I was working that day. So she brings the the weed eater back and she had weed eated the entire yard, front and back, done all around the house, all along the fence line, cut every single weed or blade of grass that we had on that property, brought it back to my dad. And my dad looked at the weed eater and said, how long has it been out of, out of string, out of the trimmer twine? And she said, it has string. And what, <laughs> he realized was that she had just used the disc that holds the string to effectively just beat the shit out of the weeds until they fell over and died, (laughs) but had done the entire yard that way (laughs) with no string because we were young. We didn't know how a weed eater worked. I mean, it was, it was not a, if you saw, if you knew the house that my wife grew up in, she may have thought that it actually eats the weeds, right? 
if you knew, if you saw the house my wife grew up in, it was a lot of rocks. It was up on a hill. They just kind of had pastures around. Them. They didn't have lawn. They didn't have a grass lawn. So my wife had zero experience with a weed eater. She just thought that's how they worked. She thought that you had to like really just stick with them, spend several hours, and you could weed eat a lawn. And so yeah. it reminded me of that. It's another example of my wife just through sheer will and determination <laughs> accomplishing something that she shouldn't have been able to accomplish. That, that again, borderline magic, but for like her birthday or something, did you, did you get her a little, a little bundle of string? Like, <laughs> get, it is, it is going to be yeah. a hell of a yeah. lot easier the next time. Yeah. That's I I've yeah. had moments. I, I mean, I've had moments like that where I, I've hung Christmas lights like the wrong way where I just should have started on the other yeah. side. Oh yeah. And I get all the way to the other side of the house and it was a huge pain in the ass. And I got to redo it. Like yeah. it has to be redone. Yeah. So there was, there yeah. was one Christmas in particular where one of the earlier Christmases, we lived in a new house, super excited to decorate it for Christmas. And I didn't, again, I didn't know much about lights and we had gotten some lights from our parents. We had bought some at a store. We had, you know, just kind of all different places. So I had this big Rubbermaid crate filled with lights. Didn't bother to plug any of them in before I strung them up. Went along, diligently put everything up, hooked everything up, nailed everything in, hung it all, looked great. Plugged it in, and of the 25 strands of lights, probably four of them worked. And I tried fuses. Uh, you know, at that point, it's, it's probably a bulb somewhere or just a bad line or whatever it is. So we literally just left them off all Christmas. We had lights strung all over our house, but we never even bothered to turn any of them on. So I'm right there with you on that, Steve. All right, let's go. Let's go back to my list here. <sighs> we're on item. We're on item two of nine. <laughs> so I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring this show up a notch or two in terms of class, okay. uh, and talk about flatulence. So hmm. I'm gonna explain this. So a couple nights ago. I have, and I, let me just get this all out of my system here, and then it, it will all come clear as far as what sounds, I'm... Sounds like you've been getting it out of your What system. I'm trying to accomplish, okay? All right. We all fart. Everybody knows that. We're all, we're all used to it by now. Every once in a while, you get, whether it's an illness or you eat something or whatever it might be, that brings on a level of gas that even bothers the person expelling the gas. Like it is so pungent and so awful and so harsh. And that's what I had the, a couple nights ago. I had one of those bouts where I was just like, I, what did I eat? I'm trying to think, you know, this is, it's, it's nuclear. Like this is bad. <laughs> you're, you're chasing it around the room with your nose. What did I eat? It's, it was so bad. And so of course, I'm not one of the type of people to go to like my wife and say like, oh, I'm having nuclear gas. This is really bad. I like, I just try and, you know, make sure I run to the bathroom if I feel anything coming on, all that kind of stuff. So the next morning, I'm still having the issue. And my wife comes downstairs and she says, man, I had a lot of stomach trouble last night. Now, when my wife says stomach trouble, she means the same thing. That's her, that's her nice way of saying that's I was, a, far I, code, I was yeah. farting up a storm, right? So now my brain immediately turns to what did we eat? What is going on? We, we ate something together. We've shared something that, that has turned our stomachs. What's going on? Again, this is two days ago. All through yesterday, same issue from both of us. Like, just horrific. Our house, I, I, 
I would feel hor horrible about anybody who stepped into our house from outside because they would think the worst of us because it was just, it was awful. We should have been in a tent fumigating. So trying to figure this out, trying to figure it out, no idea what's going on. We were even talking through, well, what did we eat together? And it was one of those things where like, well, I had clam chowder. Oh, that could definitely be it. But I didn't have the clam chowder. Well, I had some grapes. Yeah, I had some grapes too, but grapes don't really do it. What? So we're trying to figure this out. Long story short, we got some brand new bread that is very nutty. <laughs> lots of nut, <laughs> lots of fibers, lots of different things in there. It was the bread. So the bread, that yeah. was the one and only thing that we shared in common was this brand new bread that we tried. It was supposed to be healthy bread. That was the reason why it's, you know, 50 calories a slice, healthy bread, all nuts, all good for you. It, we're gonna we're, we're, it's only a theory at this point but it's a pretty sound theory we're gonna stop eating this bread effective immediately and we're gonna check back tomorrow and see how things are going so well, go ahead it's, it's one of those things where i wonder if like what they say with fiber and a lot of things that if you keep eating it that your body gets used to it and that begins to go away but i i don't know about that i i, I remember my wife had gotten some like fiber one bars and they they just turned me into a confetti cannon yeah yeah <laughs> i'm wondering if, if if there was more than uh, if there was more yeast than normal like if if the yeast is in your gut and creating more creating more gas i don't know if that's a thing but it sounds like a thing it does sound like a thing the, i'm telling you guys like the the anger that my butthole has had for the last couple of days has been, I don't remember a time like this in my life. It has, it has not been happy and it has not, it, listen, it has not, cause I know you want to know more about this. It has not manifested in terms of, uh, bowel movements, but the gas is horrific. Do you feel like now does the gas you meant, you mentioned your butthole. So we're just going to talk yep. about your butthole for yep. a while. <laughs> Did the, does the gas hurt? Like, is it is it like a little stingy when it comes? I out? know what you mean. I know what you're asking about, where it kind of burns a little bit. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not there. But it is. It is. It's pungent. It. That's all I'll say. Okay. Uh, I, I while I appreciate you doubling down on my butthole, Steve. We're gonna move on because uh, I right. do have other things on the list. The the final thing. I'll, I'll. I don't. We don't have to keep going on this. The final thing, though, that I do want to talk about is something that has come up over the last week or two, maybe even last month, and it relates directly to the coronavirus, the pandemic, all that, specifically around the vaccine. I know we try not to talk about this too much on the show, but I have to get this out. I have to rant on this for a little bit. Mm -hmm. The new thing that I found is how, and I, and I didn't just find this, but how awful we are as human beings. And there's a couple of reasons for that. The first is I'm seeing people with no pre-existing medical conditions, overall very healthy at their stage in life, not living with elderly people. In other words, uh, in about the lowest tier possible you could be for the vaccine, literally doing everything they can to cheat the system and, and effectively cut the line to get a vaccine before they actually 
need the vaccine. I know we all need the vaccine. If you're going to take the vaccine, don't get into a big debate with me of whether or not the vaccine needs to be taken or not. That's not what we're talking about. If you're going to take the vaccine, just wait your turn. You're, we're going to get there. I know we've waited a long time because, and the reason it's pissing me off so much is I've got people in my life very close to me who are saying things like, I, uh, I need to travel. I need to get out of the country. I've been trapped here for so long. I need this vaccine because I'm going to go crazy if I don't get out of this, those types of things. And it's like, that's not a big problem. That's not a, that's not a gigantic problem. You're fine. Chill out. Wait the two months get the vaccine when you're supposed to get the vaccine and then go travel. You're, yeah, there are grandparents that are looking at their grandkids exactly. through windows Correct. and things like that who haven't like uh, haven't even seen grandchildren that are born. Right. Uh, you're we're all going crazy. That does not matter. Correct. Correct. And that's that's my point is these are people who I, I again, I understand the frustration of the last year, year plus now, as far as isolation, as far as not getting to do the things you want to do, see the people you want to see, all that. All I'm saying is everybody just be cool for a couple more months and we'll all get there together and it will be much, much better. You don't need to step on granny's neck to get the vaccine ahead of granny. You're you're going to get there. Steve, I feel like you've got thoughts on this and I hope you haven't tried to cheat the line and I've deeply offended you. No. Okay. No, you haven't you haven't offended me at all. I I very much agree with you. I I I I have I have controversial thoughts on this. I um I have seen several people that were ranting and raving about, you know, how big a hoax this you know, this virus is, and they are stepping over people to get yeah. the virus 100%. And, then and then posting it. Like they haven't been posting that it was fake the entire time. You know what I mean? It drives me up the wall. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I have uh, point, I, this, point I, number what? two, and I'm sorry to step on you, Tracy with oh. this, but Steve, this was my second point that I was going to make around the vaccination. Yeah. Stop posting this shit on social media that you got your vaccination, that you got your first shot, you're signed up for your second shot, got my second shot today. There are people out there who either have died or are dying, have lost loved ones, whatever it might be. And I understand you're super pumped that you're getting the vaccination, but there are people still in need who need that vaccination. This is not something, this is not I voted. Hey, everybody, check me out. This is a vaccination of a life-threatening virus that is affecting the entire globe. Stop posting about it on social media. There's other I, things to post about. I expect you to get it. Yeah. There's another. There's another side of that though. There's. There's always been vaccine hesitancy. And what's funny is, like in circles I run in, people will come to me thinking that I am on their side when it comes to vaccines. Right. And, and and quite honestly, I'm on nobody's side. Yeah. To say there's no risk in any vaccine is also stupid, but to say you shouldn't get one is just incredibly stupid. My mother had polio. I know what this crap does in people's lives. Vaccines are a huge part of my life and always have been. I had uh, shingles, second shingles vaccine that I needed to get out of the way in anticipation of having it clear and free when I go get whatever uh, COVID yep. vaccine yep. that yep. I yep. eventually yep. get. It's people are just wildly stupid. The good thing I see about this, about people saying that they got it, is it normalizes it to an extent. 
and that it could reduce the hesitancy for it. For most people, it's a proper thing to get, and I'd and I'd like I'd like more people to get it, uh, particularly if they're suited for it. I would really appreciate it if you wouldn't try to diffuse my anger on this, Tracy. I, I feel like uh, he's got he's got a little we can just more. Go back just, and talk about your uh, angry butthole if you want. You just yeah. gotta just dribble it out a little bit more, and then you can <laughs> then you can you can totally t diffuse his anger. Please don't say dribble it out after Tracy references my butthole. I would appreciate yeah, that. Just just dribble just gonna dri dribble it right out of the butthole. Uh, so that's that's all I wanted to talk about is listen, eh, find. I feel like because people can't take vacations and they and they can't throw massive parties and they can't maybe they can buy new cars right now but you get what i'm saying they can't do the things that they normally brag about on social media this has become the only thing that they can brag about now so they're bragging about the fact that they got vaccinated and i i just i wish people would i wish people would be self-reflective at times or more self-reflective and understand how it can be perceived by others and tracy mm -hmm. you made a very valid point as far as normalizing it i think that's great but let me yeah, tell you right now that's secondary we know how people act it's image crafting and it's annoying we know right 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 and so what i'm talking about is a possible side benefit it does not erase what you said people are awful yeah kind of does kind of does you kind of just erased everything yeah but yeah. Right. <laughs> all right we are going to take one more quick break on the dave and steve show exciting times guys a brand new sponsor to the dave and steve show stable of sponsors uh, I don't, have you guys heard this yet? Have you had a chance to hear this? This is this now, is exciting. I, I heard the marketing department talking about it. Yeah, and they oh, seemed yeah. pretty excited about it. So uh, I didn't. I'm not allowed in those meetings. All week long, when I've come in from checking the mole traps, they have been buzzing, just buzzing the whole time about this sponsor. So it's it's pretty exciting. Uh, let's find out what they have to offer right now. In this break, damn it. Yep. <laughs> no, good. That's no, great. Okay. That's great. All right. No, that's, that's we'll fine. be right back on the Dave and Steve show. John Tortello games and the Dave and Steve show fun factory proudly present the hottest new game on the market. The official Dave and Steve show board game. Set up the board, grab the dice and take on the exciting role of middle-aged men pretending to be radio personalities at home as you recreate all of your favorite Dave and Steve show moments. One, two, three, four. Oh, neat. I landed on the what did you do last week square. Time to draw a card and find out what exciting stuff I get to talk about. It says allergies acting up. That's kind of lame. I'm going to draw again. Yard work? Hang on, let me try one more. Crockpot recipes? Oh, what the f***? Nothing recreates the sadness of three aging has-beens living out their radio fantasies quite like the official Dave and Steve Show board game. One, two, three. Uh-oh. Draw a technical difficulties card. I wonder what that will be. Internet problems? Bad mic? Oh shoot! My webcam isn't working. Back two squares I go. And the official Dave and Steve Show board game is fun for the whole family. Watch out, Dad. You're about to land on... Oh, no. I landed on the body rash square. I guess we know what you'll be talking about the next three turns. 
The Dave and Steve Show board game comes with everything you need. Just strap on the plastic Dave and Steve Show headphones. Toy headphones not functional. Grab your Dave and Steve Show microphone. Toy microphone does not work. And roll the dice to see who will be first to hit fame and fortune. Let's see. It looks like I get to book a guest. Time to draw a guest card. Oh, I hope it's someone famous. It says here, you reach out to a C-list celebrity, but they never email you back. Lose two turns. Huh? That's weird. That's what all these guest cards say. So race out today to your favorite gaming store, department store, or wherever high-quality board games are sold, and ask for the official Dave and Steve Show board game. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Steve of the Dave and Steve Show. Believe me when I tell you that the official Dave and Steve Show board game is the best Dave and Steve Show board game you can buy. Or my name isn't Steve of the Dave and Steve Show, makers of the hit board game, the official Dave and Steve Show board game. Hey everybody, let's order some Wild Horse Pizza and play another round. Yeah! yeah! To a proper and experienced podcaster, the microphone stand is one of the most important yet understated accessories. A good microphone arm, when coupled together with a quality shock mount, can allow good podcasters the ability to speak freely with fewer physical restraints and move their bodies to help bring color and life to their words and prevent unnecessary environmental noise from distracting from their excellent podcasting skills. Now, if you know an excellent podcaster in your life, there is no greater gift you can give them than a quality microphone stand and shock mount. After all, the best podcasters deserve the right tools to do their craft well. Me and my mic, me and my microphone. This has been Tracy's gift-giving guide for excellent podcasters. Minute. Okay, two things. You hate me, and I think Gretchen took my stand. I, I now everybody needs to think about what happened in the last show. So if you missed it, go back and listen. Dave, like he said, like hey, this these mic stands that when Tracy got us mic stands, and uh, and this was like eleven years ago. And Steve's like, I didn't get a mic stand. And then I, I was like, this week I was like, what did I do? And so I was asking the moment, my wife, the moment I said it, I realized Tracy, based on Steve's reaction, the moment I said it last week, I realized you had only purchased the mic stand for me. Well, you know, <laughs> this is now, I, I, because I, I was like, what on earth was going on? And so I realized what was happening at the time was is that you and I had these setups with these like free microphones right. and he was in his basement at the mm -hmm. time, I believe. Yep. And, uh, and he was on a headset, so he had exactly. no need for it. And that I had gotten like, I don't know, a, a, a deal on a couple. And so I, I got a couple, but it, 11 years had passed. And I thought, what in the world did I do? Did I get two? Did I get one? So I'm asking. My wife doesn't know. It's the same wife as I had back then, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, 
So who knows? Yeah, I, I definitely, and I thought about that too, because I was in, I was in the basement. There was no place for me to hook an arm like that. And I, in fact, I am probably, I'm probably sure that you asked me if I, you know, my setup and my desired setup. I don't know. And this is another thing. We have cameras now. We did not look at each other that much before and we didn't know what our setups were we did live streams back then and we did live listener parties yeah but uh uh Cam cameras had not been invented that's they just that, that's a very mail each other black and white photos of each other the way the way steve said that as far as you know i thought about the same thing and i thought that that's probably the reason why you didn't get me the arm was it, it's almost the same journey as like well listen Yes, those kids beat me up every day as I walk home from school, but they do it because I'm so good looking. I'm sure that's why they do it. They're jealous of my good looks. Like, I feel like, Steve, you manufactured the best, the best excuse you could to still feel good about the fact that Tracy only bought me the microphone arm. Yeah, that's what victims of trauma do. <laughs> can we can we get a, uh, a, a psychologist on the show to kind of no, un unpack no. this? That would be... No. No. You know, since we're on the subject and I just, you know, for the for the listeners at home, you guys, you we joke about it often as far as like sort of what we go through to record the show and all that. And I know we sound because we are we're we're pretty grab assy at times in terms of we goof around. We we act like this is a rinky dink setup. We've all actually invested a fair amount of money into bringing the show to life. And we've all at different levels like Steve for all of his technical issues that he has Steve could have very easily settled on his very first microphone that he had that sounded like it was being recorded on a Fisher Price my first podcaster radio <laughs> setup and he could have stayed there and he didn't he tried other things he tried different headsets he tried different microphones we have seen him struggle with different even. mics different locations all that kind of stuff yeah. it is and on that point Neither of you have brought this up, so I'm going to bring it up. I invested in the brand new thing you see that's currently pushing towards my mouth right now. That the, is a that hell of a mic. I really sexy I, microphone. Yes. The uh, this was this was the this was the latest uh, investment in the Dave and Steve Show Studios. And I'm sorry, I only bought one for myself. Uh, I did not buy one for each of you, but maybe we'll get there someday, depending on how sponsors like that last one take off. Like if this board game takes off. Yeah, it, microphones for everybody. We'll we'll get right. microphones for the wives. We'll get microphones for the kids. Everybody, like I, I, the sky's the limit. That that microphone there is like the gold standard of um of not just podcast microphones but radio mics as well. That's like a, I mean that's a that's a pricey mic. Yeah, this this is a this is well. I mean, come on, Steve. There's there's mics out there that cost several thousand dollars. This was a. This yeah, is not several but, thousand dollars, but, but but that is the preferred. Like, I mean, there's the there's the ninety nine dollar SM fifty seven workhorse mic that everybody has because it's amazing, and that is one that is the that is the SM fifty seven of of radio announcers. That's the that that's the one that every radio announcer knows and and trusts. I don't mean to to uh, mic name drop. 
But uh, this is the same mic that Joe Rogan uses. And I think it's made our show just as popular as Joe Rogan's podcast just by the fact that I purchased this mic. It's growing, that's for T sure. Tonight, I was like, why does he sound so damn good? Right. And yeah, that's that's it. That's what it is. It's that beautiful capsule you have pointed right at your it's, mouth. It's yeah, the cylinder that's right at my lips. Yep. This is the same mic that I have that uh, Gilbert Gottfried uses. What? So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't brag about it. It's, that so much, it's, it's durable. That's the... yes. It, uh, can a, my, yeah. my mic, Celine Dion. Holy cow! I did not did realize we had such mic royalty on this show. This is this is amazing. Well, she used it when she was in a talent competition a long time. I mean, it's, I mean, she, but it's the same model. Oh, is right, it yeah. is it also Canadian? No, it's. Oh. Uh, I think I think it's Swedish. No. Oh. So here's here's the here's the uh, agreement I'll enter into with the listener. If you're listening to this right now. We will continue to invest in the technology of the show as long as you continue to tell others about the show. I feel like we've gotten marginally better over the last year. I, I yeah, five to ten percent upswing, I would say, in quality overall. Margin of error, yeah. Yeah, but... we will. That's yeah, true. We will continue to increase year over year. My promise to you is we will increase year over year quality wise by at least three to five percent. As long as you keep telling people about the show, Steve, you feel like you, you look living allowance. Yeah, That's Steve true. looks a little bit uneasy, as though I've set him up for a goal he can't achieve. No, I can achieve that goal. Okay, all right. Yeah, that that's fine. I I'm I'm I my face just looks like that. Oh, great. Speaking yeah. of quality, let's find out what Tracy has in the headlines. And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headlines. Oh, yeah! The Colorado man accused of disrupting an Alaska airline flight from Seattle to Denver by refusing to wear a mask and then standing up and urinating in the cabin. <laughs> Faces federal charges of interfering with a flight crew. The charge carries a maximum term of 20 years in prison and a possible $250,000 fine. Again, I don't care. I, I don't want to get into a mask debate. I don't, I, I pick your policy, pick your well-established. And at this point, masks, whether you agree with them or not, it's a pretty well-established policy, especially on something like a, a plane, an airplane, commercial plane. And these are companies, they get to set their own rules. So if you don't like them, walk. But what I'm saying is I love when we have these pre-existing rules and some dumbass chooses to go against these pre-existing rules and be as defiant as they can. And in turn, you get to watch the footage of them getting their ass pummeled as they're carried off the plane, screaming and throwing a massive fit. There's nothing more satisfying to me because it is, it is you taking a stand against something that you feel you need to take a stand against. And then the world just sort of lets you know that uh, your stand doesn't really matter. <laughs> the 54 or I uh, see the 24 year old man, uh, the FBI arrested him uh, after the flight landed March 9th, according to the affidavit filed in the U S district court in Denver. The affidavit says Greer appeared to be trying to sleep, but swatted away an attendant when asked him to repeatedly put on his mask as required by FAA uh, regulations. So a passenger later summoned, summoned attendants because Greer was urinating in his seat. 
So I, that bit, there's so many things you want to beat this guy for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't but, know him. You've never met him. And yet, you know, he's the kind of guy you want to see him get his ass handed to him. You really want to see all the flight attendants take care of it too. Yeah. Like you want to see them like, like old school biker gang stomp that person in like, like, like on the, on the jetway, like, like, yeah. like they're holding everybody up, but you're like, that's cool. Everybody take a look, you know, yeah, you're, you're, you're circling back so everybody can get a peek at this. We're, we're a civilized society. I'll just let the courts handle it. But the agent <laughs> said, uh, Greer told him that he had had several beers and a couple of shots before no, boarding uh, the flight. No way. Fell asleep on the plane and quote, awoke to being yelled at by flight attendants who told him he was being... <laughs> Sir, you're being. He stated that he had no recollection of hitting the flight attendant and did not know he was peeing. Steve, I know the answer. Years. I I know the answer with you, Steve. Uh, Tracy, have you ever been, whether you were caught or not, have you ever mm -hmm. been too drunk to fly? Meaning, have you ever been told like, hey, probably not on this flight, or have you ever found yourself on a flight where you're like, whoa, I went and we're in the sky now, and I got to play this cool? Have you ever been uh, there? I. I had um, I had a doctor's appointment that involved um, uh, painkillers before a, uh, the, a day before a flight, and I was completely just devastated on a flight. So bad. So you know, on a flight from Seattle to San Francisco, I should have been told not to fly on this flight. They, I, there's no way I thought I was being, I was as cool as can be. There's no way I looked that cool. So it was funny that I had fallen asleep uh, on the flight and this flight from Seattle to San Francisco had gone off course purposely to avoid a storm. And there was a lot of, a um, lot of turbulence, a lot of things, and a lot of people were like really worried about it. Now I had fallen asleep but apparently as the plane was jerking around, my head was like slamming up against the <laughs> side of the thing. And then also sliding back into the guy that was behind me. So I woke up after it kind of calmed things down. We're just North of the Bay area. And I kind of wake up and everyone around me is like, white as a sheet and just all really quiet in there. And I'm like, Hey, what happened? And the guy was like, are you okay? First of all, sir, like, please take your face out of my lap and I'll explain. <laughs> I can't. I can't hear you. Your your face. Your mouth is uh, muffled by the. My wow. Pants. I'm really. I'm really drooling. <laughs> it's not. It's not drool. Sir, you're peeing. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, he said, uh, "Are you okay?" And he goes, "Like, yeah, I had to hold you up. I, your head was slamming against the wall the whole time." And he described something I I didn't experience. So anyway, they enjoyed it. So that was the only time I was probably not in any condition to fly. We we talked about on a previous show my coworker who took Dramamine and then drank some wine and didn't realize they would counteract to each other and got violently ill and threw up and was drunk and crazy on a plane. Um, but I've never uh, that when I used to fly internationally when I used to have to fly for work. My my go to was I would I would get on the plane and one of the first things that they do on on a long and I'm talking, you know, eight, 10 hour flight, they give you a meal, they serve you something. Um, and so I would eat the meal and I would drink a lot. And the reason I would do that is between the food and the and the booze, I would fall asleep and you had plenty of time to effectively then sleep it off and wake back up again. Now, had I gotten up and 
tried to navigate the the plane or or talk to anybody or anything everybody would have known that i was i was pretty i was i was not feeling a lot of pain at that point but it, right. i always i always made sure that i had the same routine i would i would get the meal i would get the drinks i would order my drink and then i would immediately go to the bathroom and pee so that i could come back eat and drink and go right to sleep and not have to worry about getting back up again for some time and this was the process. This is basically how I would sleep through an international flight. But I've never done the thing, and I've never had any desire to do the thing. I've been in so many airports, and I've seen so many people who, before a flight, and whether it's nerves or whatever it is, they go to the bar, and they just get bombed. And then they, you see them, we've all seen, and we, some of us have been here, that when you're so drunk that you're you physically have to concentrate on just standing on standing up and you're swaying, but you're trying to like hold it together. You see these people in the lines waiting to like have their boarding pass scanned. They reek a booze. I don't understand like how you can, how you can function like that on an airplane. If you are that drunk, it's, it's, it always freaks me out. I think they just want to get to their seat and then anything that happens after that, apparently including peeing, yeah, is, is is just going to happen. Yeah. So if this guy was pretending to be asleep, I feel like he I don't was he pretending to be. I assume Tracy, I'm sure the story doesn't say, but I assume he was pretending to be asleep so that when the flight attendant came up and said, sir, you need to put a mask on. sir, you don't have your mask on. He could pretend as though he couldn't hear them because he was asleep. Is that does it say that at all? No, it, it just basically he doesn't have any recollection of what happened. Or they were trying to like nudge him a little bit because he was kind of passed out, and he kept he was just like flinging his oh, hand gotcha. up, trying to. He didn't and has no recollection of it. His, so I I don't know I, if there's a follow up on it. that's okay. notable. Yeah. I'll definitely give it. Sounds good. Our third story: an assistant principal at an elementary school is accused of accessing school district's internal system to cast fraudulent votes for her daughter, who was elected homecoming queen at her high school. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement said, "Florida." Okay, Dave. Where? What? Which? Which Florida city? <laughs> I don't. This sounds. Uh, this sounds West Palm Beach to me. Pensacola. All right. I, I got I'm looking through the story. To or, see or find, okay. Okay. On Monday. Sorry. On, uh, on Monday, agents arrested Laura Rose Carroll, 50 and her 17 year old daughter on multiple charges stemming from the October homecoming vote at Tate high school in Pensacola. No way. Ding, ding, go. ding, ding. Yeah, Steve wins. That's yeah, now I don't know how awesome it is that I know my Florida like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, listen. So I know you're talking about like voting for this. Did you guys? I think we all had this fantasy, right? Because in every third, we'll say, '80s high school movie of any kind, there was some kind of early '80s hacking that took place to change a grade or mm -hmm. to alter a vote or whatever it might have been. As a yeah, kid, war, war games and others. Right. Yeah. As a kid, I was convinced Ferris Bueller's Day Off is the one that comes to mind for me, where he changed his grade while the mm -hmm. principal was watching the grade change on a screen, or his days absent, whatever. I think he did both, actually. My point mm -hmm. is, it seemed very easy. And back then, 
it may have been. I don't know. But I feel like now, maybe not so much in Florida, but I feel like now we should be at a point where technology does not afford for this. Tracy, you work in computers for school districts. It's interesting when you think about the movie War Games in particular, the the system, the terminal system that he logged into to change his grade. Right. Is the was the legacy system that my, the company I currently work for did, and it was used for that movie. And that was uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, it is not. Um, I'll tell you what the low rent way of that kids change their grade is usually um, to using kind of the HTML kind of thing. So if they are seeing their grade like online in a browser, um, they will do. And kids, you can do this. You can just like uh, find your grade and hit f12 on your browser like uh, edge browser chrome whichever yep. and you can inspect the element and uh, change the way it displays from a d plus to an a now what it'll do is it doesn't actually change your grade but you can hit the print button to show your parents that uh, what your grade currently is on a specific day and it's the equivalent of taking a pencil and turning an f into an a like yeah. uh, we used yeah, to yeah. do yep. it doesn't actually change your grade it's a lot harder to do it there's a lot more security uh, and privacy related to a student but it's not unheard of particularly if it comes down to uh, simply just getting a password, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So otherwise, right. I mean, there's still some of those things that are, are there. So if you're accessing it from the same system, that's all possible. Nothing there has changed, just like getting in anyone's email or anything yeah. else. But, yeah, yeah. but it is definitely harder. That's, that's all. That's, uh, that's... Investigators found that in October, hundreds of votes from the school's homecoming court were fl- flagged as fraudulent. The news release said there were 117 votes that came from the same IP address within a short period of time. The investigation found. So anyway, they cheated. That is one of those things of like, so there's so slightly, I, I have to give some kind of kudos or props to the mom for for being able to come up with this scheme and and actually pull it off in some fashion. I will say that having seen my kids do online school and seen having seen the teachers in the schools in general struggle with the tech behind this, which is not overly sophisticated tech. And I don't I don't blame to be clear. I don't blame the teachers for this for a moment. They work in an environment where they don't have to typically do this. And this is a very atypical thing that has happened and therefore they're reacting to it. So I don't blame them for a moment for not knowing more about computer technology and things. But whoever sniffed this out at the school, you know this is the person that every teacher calls in that school when they can't print something, when their PDF won't open, whatever it is. And this guy, I shouldn't say guy, this person, because it could be a girl, this person has spent their entire life chasing down these shitty teacher requests of like, I'm sorry, the PDF won't open again. Can you come take a look? And they got to go to the class. And they're like, yeah, that's because you're not opening it. You're just trying to like, they have to do the whole thing. And for once, for for (laughs) once, for once they got to be the, they truly did something special. And I'm, I'm just hopeful that that person got credit for this. Yeah. At least like a cake or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Yeah, that probably didn't happen. Pensacola seems like seems like a cake. It's yeah, it, you'd probably get a cake for something like that. Pensacola is a big cake town. I thought you would know that. You knew you sniffed out Pensacola so well on this story, yet you don't know that they're known for being 
big on cakes. Yeah. Uh, certain kinds of cakes. I yeah, mean, all the uh, international uh, cake festivals are are there. They host that's, them. That's what I'm and, saying. Uh, are urinal the Pensacola cakes? Cake Festival, the Pensacola Cake Off, um, the Great Cake Pensacola, um, Cake 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 Pensacola, Pensacola Cake Cake Cake, which they're they're getting rid of because it sounds too much like Pensacola KKK, which they're getting sued by that group. Yeah, um, uh, yeah Cake by the Ocean. Which it's really not. Uh, Ocean, they're they're on the Gulf, so it's like cake by the Gulf. Um, yeah, it's there's a there's a big cake uh, festival environment there. Our fourth story: <laughs> cafes across several <laughs> Gulf Arab states started selling coffee and other cold drinks in baby bottles this month, kicking off a new trend that has excited. And brought confusion and some backlash. A fad began at Einstein Cafe, a slick dessert chain, which branches across the region from Dubai to Kuwait to Bahrain. Uh, instead of ordinary paper cups, the cafe, inspired by pictures of trendy-looking bottles shared on social media, decided to serve its thick, milky drinks in plastic baby bottles. So that's, the, I mean, there's a bunch of psychological stuff going on there. Um, like, you know, this, the, like regression, uh, you know, Oedipal complex. <laughs> I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of subtext here. I also don't want piping hot things from a nipple. Like that is not, that is not the way I choose to drink coffee products in any way, shape or form. But I feel like this is one of those social media e trendy things like, if the fire fest had happened today, you would have photos of 20 somethings at the fire fest, all drinking out of baby bottles because that's the hip thing to do that. They watched one of the Kardashians do. There's so much yeah. effort that goes into getting stuff out of a nipple too. I mean, it's, I mean, that's that. I don't know if you're thirsty, that's not the way I want anything delivered. Yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've always regarded it as a very, Never mind. I, don't have to <laughs> like, I was like, oh, I'm just going to uh, do a little improv on uh, the nipple, but I'm not going to. It's really, uh, it's really uh, form over function. So here, let me uh, give you a twist to this nipple story. I, I will Everyone say this. To... <laughs> I will say this before you move on, Tracy. Steve got stuff to come out of my nipples faster than anybody I've ever encountered. And that's all I'll say. So please continue with your nipple twist. The secret is to get him excited. Everyone uh, wanted to buy it. People called all day telling us that they were coming with their friends. They're coming with their father and mother. And so after so uh, many months with the pandemic, with all the difficulties, people took photos, they had fun, and they remembered their childhood. Yeah, no, that's so weird. It's so weird yeah. on so many levels. And can I just say, at the risk of sounding mildly offensive, I'm very surprised this story isn't out of Japan. Because this feels like the Japanese businessman thing where all the Japanese cafes are serving these and the businessmen are buying them up like crazy. It seems like all these stories always originate from Japan. And so I'm just surprised on that level. Yeah, this uh, to have this coming from the um, Arabian Gulf is, uh, is surprising, but uh, also delightful as well. Truly. And that's the news, fellas. All right. That was one of the weirder news segments we've ever, <laughs> we've ever done on this show. <laughs> Tracy bringing the heat tonight uh, Listen, next week We've got a special show lined up uh, It is it is an all 
clip show, I guess. I, I Maybe an all previously on show. I don't know exactly what to call it. We'll figure it out. Tune in. It's going to be short and sweet, but I think you guys will like it. Um, and then the following week, show number 50 of the Dave and Steve show. Yeah. This is going to be recorded on location. Uh, we have now gotten clearance to not only... We, we didn't even get clearance to invite a couple people. We got clearance to invite a crowd. We now yeah. have, we don't, we haven't worked out the exact numbers yet, but we're expecting festival size crowds. We're going to do this as responsibly as possible. We're going to do this as socially distanced as possible, but think I, I've been told and based on, you know, again, talking to the several departments we have here, Ticket sales are through the roof. Early pre-sales are incredible, from what I've been told. And I People think we're going to have looking a... for things to do. Correct. And I, and so th this is what's really exciting about it is that we're finally we're going to be able to like meet listeners, and uh, and give them something to do, which is what we wanted to do all along. So I am stoked about this. This is this is going to be a huge show. We've got a lot of surprises lined up, and at the end of the night. We've got, I don't want to say too much, but we've got a stunt. I'll leave it at stunt involving yeah. Steve that is going to be talked about for weeks, months, years to come. Uh, it, hopefully by me as well, because I, I really prefer to uh, survive it. Yeah. If you don't survive this, it's definitely going to make the newspaper. I think so. I think so. Yeah. The news, the newspaper, <laughs> like the the like the Kirkland Reporter, is going to yeah. come around. It's going to be uh, in the it's going to be in the hometown blotter. That's yes. where it will show up. Uh, no, <laughs> it'll be it'll be in it'll be in our hometown newspaper, and everybody will read it, and they'll say, "Good." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not nervous though, Steve, are you? I I'm a little nervous. Yeah, I I, I mean not. It's not like I'm crawling behind a drum set or something like that. I mean, it's it's there's definite danger to it. And I'm not the strongest. That's not my best skill. In fact, it's not even my like, like 600th best skill. I want to be well, clear, though, when you get ahead. extremely nervous, you tend to crawl behind drum sets. No, no. Like if I'm on display, it's usually I'm, I'm totally okay in front of a crowd. I can do, I can do stuff behind a drum set. You know, that's, that's when I am normally in front of a crowd is behind a drum set, but okay, now, we're, this we're, is a totally different deal. We're going to talk about this off air. Cause I've got an idea now. I've got an idea about how to help you be a little more comfortable in this. Let's, let's discuss off air. But in the meantime, next week, we're going to be off because we're going to be setting up for this extravaganza, setting up for this festival. The following week, we bring you show 50. It's going to be an extravaganza like you have never heard before. Get your tickets now. Uh, email us at thedaveandsteveshow at gmail.com if you would like tickets to this event, and we can hook you up and tell you how to how to gain access. Uh, but it's it's much bigger than I would have ever expected. I will tell you guys right now, and Tracy, I think you hit it on the head. People have been home sequestered for so long that when we opened this up and we said, hey, the floodgates are open, you guys come to this festival, it was pretty amazing, the the response yeah, that we got from this. And constant. It's inconsistent yep. and big. So it, yep. it, it, it's going to be great. So tune in next week for a nice short and sweet show and the week after that for show number 50. Before we get out of here, Steve, anything else you'd like to add? 
No. Okay. Tracy, how about you? I'll be riding my bicycle to Utah this week. So mm. look for me if you're in the, uh, in the northern region, the greater Salt Lake area. Look for me there. All right. For Tracy, for Steve, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you all next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. 